At Sport Clips Haircuts, they hairdo like no one else hair does. That's because not only is it the home of the champion haircuts, but they also made relaxing and unwinding the name of the game. With the MVP haircut experience, your haircut gets turned up a notch. That's because the MVP is more than just a haircut. It's a spa day for your hair follicles. It's a seven pressure point massaging shampoo along with perfectly steamed hot towel all while sports plays on TV. You can want it all and have it all at Sport Clips. It's a game changer. You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey, I'm Big J Okerson. And I'm Dan Soder. And you're listening to the best of the bonfire. Stay tuned to hear some of our favorite moments from this week. You can listen to the bonfire live every Monday through Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. on Comedy Central Radio, Sirius XM 95, or on demand on the Sirius XM app. Also, be sure to follow us on all social media at The Bonfire SXM. Hi, cameras, it's Black Lou, and welcome to The Bonfire's Best of the Week. The crew was back together after a weekend of laughs at Skankfest. And on Monday's show, we celebrated Dan Soder's birthday. The Bonfire host told everyone about the interesting gift that he got from his mom, Trish. I don't mean to disrespect the great T-R-I-S-H, Trish. So So I need to just say, in the history of my birthdays, unless my mom is specifically instructed on what to get me for my birthday, she blows it. She keeps getting me swatch watches and shit like that. She she has birthday yips. (laughs) She has birthday present yips. (laughs) She does everything properly. When it comes to the birthday gifts, she just fucking misses. Can I support that you love your mom very much? She loves the shit out of you. My mom is the shit. She's the reason I'm not in prison or dead from drugs she's just fucking great she raised me by herself god bless her i love her to death everything i do i try to help her out she sucks at buying birthday presents prisoner dan do you think that was one of the outcome possible outcomes of your life I don't know. I just feel like if your I personality were to, living in prison, I don't see that. I would dude. Die, I'd be kill myself. Fucking doing danger field while you're playing fucking getting ass chess raped? with pieces made goes, of all right. wet toilet paper. He goes, all right. He goes, if you want your pocket pussy back, I'm gonna fuck you, and you gotta talk like Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> you know, hey, I'm telling you, you know it's really hard. Hey, you ever be out in the yard and the Mexicans look at you like you're a burrito? I'm telling you, I get all the dick. My mom also has a policy of like open your presents on your birthday. So I got this present. <laughs> What'd you get? Dude, on my 30th birthday, my mom, it's your 30th. My <laughs> Dude, mom, one, yeah. <laughs> when you hear what it is, she got them. Wait, gonna, hold on. I, this year, uh, you're talking about this year's present. Yeah, I'm not going to say what it is at all. Yeah. I'm saying, but when you hear what it is, you're going to really love the fact that there was like, uh, it goes, Dude. Hang in the pocket. You're going to be tempted to open this, but hang in the pocket. The payoff's going to be huge. I didn't even think about that. My mom. Yeah, that's what I was saying. When you told me, I thought of that after. I'm like, oh, and she said, like, don't. You're going to want to, but it's big deal. So on my 30th birthday, I was in Denver for it. And uh, my mom was like, I got you a pretty sweet gift. And I was like, this is all right. It's huge. I unwrap it. It's this big box, and I pull it out, and it's a bronze statue of Joe Montana. But you are you are a 49ers fan. Die so. hard for it. Yeah. So, I named my dog Montana, so it's kind of right. Nah, that's I, listen. I don't call that a bad gift. I mean, it's also it's bronze. No, but it's like getting you a pennant. Dude, to put on your wall. I, it looks like my, but a bronze. I, what I told Garrippe, I mean, what I told Garrippe behind my mom's back, yeah. is she gave me the Heisman Trophy of bad gifts, <laughs> where she was like, "Let's see how good of a son you are." And you're like, and I, because when I opened it, I just started thanking my coaches because that's what it looked like. I was like, "There's a lot of people I want to thank, Coach I Turner, th- for working with me, Coach Richards. Thanks for always believing in me." 
So my mom, call, I get a package on Friday, yeah. on this last Friday, and it's like a, it's clearly a picture. It's a giant picture. And um, my mom's like, I saw the package. She texted me. She's like, the package arrived. Don't open it until Monday. Happy birthday. I was like, all right. Uh, were you expecting it's Colin Kaepernick? <laughs> well, yeah, that would be great. Uh, yeah. Uh, would you? Were you expecting maybe it was like something like a picture of like she found it like your dad, her, and you like you're a baby? Yeah, or something maybe. With some I thought, she found I thought some it could emotional. be that. I would even be as far as I wouldn't be surprised if my mom would know me well enough to get some sort of wrestling poster, some obscure Japanese, re- you know, like oh, like for a crazy show that was like yeah, popular or something. Okay, yeah, sure. or like something that she knew I liked. She's really good at that shit. She, she's she's always on the right trail. She just you never really oh, this is like great. if you would open it up and it was like an autographed picture of Macho uh, Macho yeah. Macho Man Savage. Yeah. Like you would have fucking gone nuts. I would have right? gone nuts. Yeah. I would have been like perfect, nailed it, Trish. And listen, she has done great on gifts in the past yeah. and I and I love her and I always appreciate every gift this one was just perfectly one of those like no what because I open hang it hang in there because I open it <laughs> fight the urge to fucking rip into that thing yeah so I open it up this morning you know and I'm like open it I'm like what is this and I take the wrapping off do you want to hold off because Jeremiah's Dude, walking in let, I mean yeah so that's catch the group hilarious up. joining the group right now we got a full house it's Joe DeRosa Jeremiah Watkins. so anyways what I was saying is my mom kind of stinks at giving birthday presents she always oh. is in the right vicinity but doesn't nail it so I open it up um and it is a uh it's a <laughs> it's a framed Denver Nuggets poster but it's just the only way I can describe it is it would be the perfect gift if I was opening a local sports bar. Yeah, it's like yeah. a bathroom. To be, to be like, like a bathroom. Yeah, It'd be like on the hallway to the bathroom. If you were like a oh, cool Nuggets poster, it's like the logo breaking through hardwood. It's nondescript. Oh. It's completely. It looks like she bought it in a drugstore. <laughs> Maybe was, she just wanted you to have the frame. That's that what was we it. said. I, and I, I said it, that was. I, the, know, I said the. Fr- I thought the frame may have just come with that inside of it, and she was like, <laughs> "Here's a frame," and I was like, "Is it? By the way, which frame?" He goes. It's a good frame. <laughs> Dan, I think that was a gas station gift that uh, your mom got that poster at. Yeah. Because uh, uh, my dad got uh, my brother Spider-Man 3 on Blu-ray years <laughs> after it came out. Yeah. And I was like, it was a Christmas gift. And I was like, this isn't even the good Spider-Man movie. Yeah. You got him the worst one. This is clearly a gas station a like, grab bag. Because yeah, <laughs> I think parents, they just tr- they try to lean in. And they just sometimes they miss. <clears throat> well, yeah. you no, know, I'm telling you where she got that, man. She got that at every mall has one. She got that at that fucking shitty ass <laughs> art, you know, those mall art shops where yeah. it's just framed poor shit. Yeah, <laughs> or it could be it could and be like one of those poster of Michael Jackson. <laughs> but <laughs> Joe, worst things. Joe, because I think you're I think you're kind of right. I think it's one of those sports memorabilia stores where you go yeah. in and they sell oh, jerseys man. and hats, and then they also have like framed. It's like, definitely from a store. It's it, definitely from a store in the mall that looks like it was a store in Mall Rats, like I, a fake store I will that put doesn't a, really. I will put a hundred dollars yeah. down. It came from the Aurora Mall. I'll put a hundred dollars down. Why would I bet against yeah, that? No, no, I that, I'm saying you're making me believe that, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, my yeah, mom, yeah. my mom got me and Christine for Christmas a couple years ago a fucking a way too unnecessarily big snow globe, <laughs> and inside it's like just like it says like you're the best, <laughs> and. uh 
and a picture book of Carson Wentz. What? <laughs> what? A picture book of like, like, you're like our star. Carson Wentz. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a book you She got me a book that you would get at the book fair when you were a kid. Yeah. Where they let you go for one period just to the gym and look around books. <laughs> By the way, really indicative of the human being I am and have become, I never at that book fair ever bought anything that was a book to read. I always got the yeah, I got color, four, I got the color things. I got the 49 or 91 season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. According to some media reports, Skankfest was not without controversy. On Tuesday's show, Christine, Jay, and Dan respond to a press release from the Brooklyn Bazaar regarding Louis C.K.'s surprise set at the festival. Skankfest is being reported on now in major outlets like Newsweek and a couple other places saying uh, because Louis C.K. showed up and did a set, they're painting uh, Skankfest in a negative light. Kind of interesting because you guys are, you know, you work for Comedy Central. You're coming to film us for Comedy Central, which has their Clusterfest going on. And you were there at, they kind of made us look like the bad guys. Did you did you feel in any way that Skankfest was aggressive, alt-right, proud boy? No, not at all. Everybody I mean, was super just, cool. Because you don't know, because these are like our yeah. fans, and, and and you're like, these are all great guys. It, it, it'd be like finding out, you know, one of your neighbors, like, hit his kids. You'd be like, oh, fuck, I didn't know that. Yeah. When I was friends with him, I didn't have that working knowledge. Buddy, I'm sure we have plenty of Trump supporter fans. Sure, fine. And uh, fucking left-leaning, extreme, whatever. I bet there's people that would not, not get along at all politically that are fans of ours. And Except I think that's that something. Gang fest. I mean, we had a transgender chick on... Fucking naked road. It was like I guess I want to start with the Brooklyn Bazaar. Yeah, I, I'm just as, as as someone that's not as someone that's affiliated with the festival as far as being a performer there and had an amazing weekend. You and Christine, it's your festival. It's Christine's festival. Well, you know, Christine she's Lewis it's Christine and, Lewis and Rebecca, Rebecca Trent's festival. And I'm like a you know figurehead. I guess would be sure. Whatever. You know, it's like it's based off of our thing. I would say in wrestling terms, if this is AEW, you're you're Cody Rhodes. You know, she's. I don't get the reference, but I'll take it. Someone listening right now just heard that, and they're like, Soder nailed it. But (laughs) what I mean is, it's Christine's festival. It's Lewis's festival. It's Rebecca's festival. We're just participants, Justin. You know, we were all there all weekend. Mm -hmm. And um, to read Brooklyn Bazaar coming out and making it sound like Louis, like it was the opening scene of Dark Knight, and it was the bank robbery scene of the Joker. Yeah, like came in and did a set, is... Insane. So, yeah, so the, the, it the, is the, insane. The, the club put an apology out for Louis performing. In the apology, do you want to bring, and, you wanna bring it up? Bring, bring it up only because, uh, and while you're bringing up, uh, bring it up. I want to make sure I the get these lines right because there's great. there's a lot of lies. Uh, Brooklyn Bazaar putting this on Facebook and Instagram saying regarding Louis C.K.'s appearance at the Brooklyn Bazaar the other night, we would like to state that this was a surprise appearance and that the venue had no prior knowledge that his performance would occur. True. By the time he was brought through the side entrance by promoters and put on stage. False. Uh, False. Time out. He was there for hours. Hold on. By the time he was brought through the side entrance and by promoters and put on stage makes him sound like a circus animal. Let me tell you what happened. One side entrance doesn't exist. Yeah, there there is it. You can't get in from the side. You have to keep him wet the whole time so he's a glow hole. Right. We have to get Willie on stage. <laughs> Just pouring water bottles in his blowhole. Yeah. Quick, everyone show pornography to him so he can masturbate his way to the stage. He moves like a snail through his own sludge. He, uh, I walked into the green room and Louie was talking to 
My two best friend, two of my best friends, Jate and Nay. Jate and Nay, Nate and Jay. I got excited. I got excited. Sorry, Jate and Nay. That was worse than my intro of him. No, it wasn't. Fuck. But it just—it was like one of those things because I knew List. List told me he was like, "Hey, I think Louis coming by. He's gonna come by. Yeah, he's gonna come by and hang out." And I was like, "Oh, he's not going up." He's like, "No, he just wants to come by and hang out." Oh, but then uh, Lacob, Jew, were you guys in the room <laughs> for Louis? Listen, dude. Green room, yeah. <laughs> oh, you were in the yeah. God damn it, Lacob, <laughs> Jew. Like Lacob and Jew. Um, so he was in the green room and he was just hanging out, and you could see him kind of like uh, relax. Like he, he was told talk, me, he, he was said he wasn't going to go on. He was asked if he wanted to go on a couple of times. And then we, no one wanted to bother him after that, and just let him know that if he wants to go on, we'd be thrilled, and anything you want. But if you want to just hang. Just hang, because he came, he came legitimately to hang. Yeah. Now, I mean, every comic had the feeling that when he gets there and sees the vibe, like, he's going to want to do it. Let's hope so. Well, that's also one of the best parts of Skankfest is, and I think Corey and Lynn can agree, every being year. outsiders, the excitement that the fans have for the shows themselves and the people on the shows is very contagious and very authentic. Jeff Ross has never been booked on Skankfest there every year. Every yeah. year, because he's always, always seems to be coming into town. Conflict. Like one year it was roast battle filming, and then Clusterfest. It's always like he has a big shoot conflict with it, and, and somehow he, still, he always like comes and makes yeah, the last there. day he comes he's always there. just to show up. Yeah, pop on he stage. He came for in a crowd surf the last <laughs> night. Oh, well, oh my god! Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's get to it. He was uh, by the time he was brought through the talking about Louis C.K. By the time he was brought through the side entrance by promoters and put on stage, it was too late for our staff to stop it. Management felt stopping it may put our staff in danger because of the large crowd. I write to you, Georgetta, letting you know that the war is over. Louis C.K. is gone, and in his wrath lay only broken and fallen soldiers. Danger from the large crowd. And I could that tell you, I could, I could, tell, I could tell you what's for sure. By the way, the staff there, blown away with excitement. Yep. That he walked through the front doors, and, to, and also with him going on stage, blown away with excitement. Let me, I, I, let go, me go. I just want to read this sentence one more time. Manager, and this is management felt stopping it may put our staff in danger because of the large crowd. By the way, stopping it would have been coming to. Me, Christine yeah. Evans, and, and Rebecca Trent. And lighting them. So the lie to be put out that they thought coming to us to tell us, hey, by the way, there was no no fly list. We were not told nobody could perform. They knew we were going to have drop-ins, and everybody there seemed to be super excited he was going and By the on. way, if, if he was and lit, no like, like frantically unsafe. lit by one of us, he would have quietly, and it would have seemed like Louis C.K. did five minutes. And by the way, if they'd asked us to like, way, like that, it would have been an argument. That. Nobody would have done that. It would have been, been an argument, and it would have been what a huge thing. But I made this. I made this venue. We all made this venue so much fucking money this weekend. Fucking I've money. I've never had somebody they, that I've made money for like that turn on me publicly. That's why you gotta keep like your that. bitches in check. Back to the <laughs> apology from Brooklyn Bazaar. Okay. <laughs> every time, every time I read another send, every I, I've tried to stay off social media completely over the last few days. If anything, with the fucking Legion of Skanks Milo situation, Tommy, it's better just to not look. Sure. Well, this we're, well. Is, this is. Let me let me return to the apology. Uh, this event was a rental of the space by outside promoters. Our music programming department and their affiliates had no hand in managing the booking of this event. 
perfect time to say that you like when you say outside we go, I go oh yeah you, know, oh, you yeah. guys management is booking I go, oh you guys are so fucking high and mighty what are you guys doing Pollock weddings on Thursday and death metal bands on Friday you fucking hacks you guys are a shit location that they brought a cool punk rock fest fuck the Brooklyn Bazaar yeah, no shit they're like my, my little my little baby turns into wife today and then it's like hey what's up we are Satan's nightmare <laughs> And then they're like, Louis C.K. threatened the lives of all of our staff. They're such full of shit assholes. Do you know how many people Ari Shafir put his dick on this weekend without asking? A lot. And Louis C.K.'s the problem? Yeah. He's the Turn problem? your focus, everybody. You want to hit him with the falling down? <laughs> down with Ari Shafir. And I'm the bad guy? <laughs> Ari Shafir put his asshole on another man. Louis C.K. should just throw Ari Shafir into the bus <laughs> hard. Oh, dude, that'd be great. What is this guy here? <laughs> oh, come on, dude. <laughs> uh, back to it. Our music programming department and their affiliates had no hand in managing the booking of this event. It was, it was done directly with the venue and not through them. We would first like to apologize to our community and staff for what occurred. Dude, do you know what occurred? Sorry, Steph. One of the Sorry, great, Steph, for seeing one all, of, all that awesome comp yeah. Dave Attell interview. You saw Dave Attell give a first long-form interview. <laughs> you watched fucking Gilbert Godfrey. You watched all these legendary comedians. Uh, oh, Bill Christ, Burr Bill. play the drums. Yeah, you uh, got... Bill Burr. Oh, Christ, Bill Burr was there. Oh, no. What else? Uh, also, you got the to second see... club that said Bill Burr not welcome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the whole thing too. It's like the right after this was my favorite tweet. Right after Louis went on, Bonnie McFarlane went on stage and called Louis C.K. a pervert. Yeah, we would. It was hilarious. We would first like to uh, apologize to our community and staff for what occurred. We'd like to apologize to the music department because they have put a lot of effort into making Brooklyn Bazaar a safe space with diverse programming, which is what Skankfest I'm was. Like, Motherfuckers, you we had a tranny on a naked roast. Yeah. Which sounds... <laughs> we let in blacks? <laughs> we... <laughs> Just handicapped people? Yeah. You want to know how Cards. diverse... Do you want to know how diverse it was? <laughs> there were two Indian Scottish guys. Yeah. Dude, oh, yeah, with braces. They're yeah. coming to my show in Edinburgh. They're like, Don Suter. Glasgow. They're from Glasgow. Glasgow. They're from Glasgow. Fuck yeah, Don Suter. And you're like, what the fuck? It was crazy. He's like, fucking right on. You're coming to Edinburgh. Dang, fucking great. See what's funny? It's so... I say a Retards were a lot of, and, and Hilarious got angry at myself because the most emotional moment of the thing for me was we did have a lot of uh, handicapped people there this year. Yeah. And there was a guy at the end of the night one night who I took a picture with who just seems like he was laughing at stuff, yeah. but it's like it, I don't know what he has, but it sure. was very debilitating. Oh, and he's I saw, like on I two crutches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I took a picture with him and I think his dad maybe or his brother who brought him there and he was so excited. It was Not it was great. such an adore. It's it so, was so sweet. It's, you're, like, you're like, oh, and, and this, this guy who's heavily afflicted in some capacity gets what we do yeah do you know what I mean but it's, the thing I mean, that's so the thing that's so infuriating and I think maybe I, we can explain this to people because we're, we're, we're too we're, this is a little we're too close to it I mm -hmm, think in some sure. aspects to really explain it we will make sure to be more clear when discussing our guidelines and policies with outside events and to vet these and to vet these events more thoroughly in, yeah, in give general us, give us a good future. talking to them and we just made them let's see some of the comments of go money. to 411 comments let's see what the People are saying, I wish everyone would pull up their big boy and big girl panties and grow the hell up. Yep. All right, Kathleen! Your loss. Skankfest is likely your biggest draw. I said to the venue, I was like, look, guys, I, when we texted them and we're going to have a conversation with them tomorrow, but I'm like, you're kind of digging your own grave here, man. Like, they apologize behind our backs with lies. Yeah. Okay, like, what am I supposed to do with that? 
What are we supposed to do with that? Like, they're making it them, out. No, we're, they're Christine. making it out like telling me, like communicating something with me would have been unsafe. And they're apologizing to their staff. Like, it, it's nuts. So here's the thing. This is on their Facebook, but it's also going around. So what's happening, um, which is awesome, is a lot of the comics that were on the festival are just like, we haven't defend, we haven't had to defend ourselves at all, yeah. which is great. And I think we just owe our fans an apology to, to I mean, the whoa, Brooklyn whoa. Bazaar because the way that the Brooklyn Bazaar is making our fan base out to be when it's, I mean, we had like grown men crying tears of joy. We had people working together. Corinne Fisher just put this out. She said, uh, I've never seen I've never seen men be more scared of women than <laughs> women than at Skankfest oh, in a good oh. way. I almost heard you do it. Yeah. Uh, there was a time when I thought they were the problem. Then I smelled them and saw their bellies filled with ballpark franks and was so happy they have this comedy fest because they're misfits just like the rest of us. Great. So to take the, to take like this group of like really Paul, loving Tim Dillon and wrote, we did Tim Dillon wrote ballpark is a solid brand. I fucking love Tim Dillon, but that that's a that's a uh, beautiful statement by Curran Fisher. Um, and yeah, man, it, it is. It's like everyone that wasn't there has these like these very staunch opinions about Skankfest, and you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? If you would have been there, it felt like a fun comic book convention. It's like camp. Hey, cameras, it's Black Lou again. And on Wednesday's show, things came to a head between Jay and Christine as Dan tried to mediate the situation between his co-host and the Bonfire executive producer. Communication is key, guys. I thought that was a drop. I literally thought that was a drop. Communication's key or what? I think any of our problems. I think just the fact that we talked about it and brought it outside of our own household is good. What? Do you realize what a horrible person you are now? I realized that last night. And I realized that the whole time. And I told you I have to get my shit together a little bit if I'm going to be dealing with all these projects at the same time. But I recall you saying, I told you all the time, move out. Who cares? Jason, (laughs) we made progress. (laughs) You're backsliding. No progress. Okay. I'm going to move out. When? You tell me you want to go all the time, and I say if you want to go, you're free you to go, I, and I would devastate me if that's what you wanted. Do you think when I come back from Scotland, you're going to be not living there? Wait, is that... I just to say, let's go... This is a fun game of Christine Rewrites History here. Christine she just said, Rewrites Yeah, we history. should have a drop for it. She just goes, I said, if that's what you want to do, like, go ahead. I don't, she goes, I, go ahead. It would totally devastate me and blah, blah, blah if it you would, did that. Those it's are two separate all. thoughts. It's not at all what you said. Just because there. I'm saying you're free to go, you're not obligated to be with me if no. you don't want to be, doesn't mean that if you left me and that was your decision, it wouldn't be devastating. You said now, quite if you the don't opposite. Wanna, you if said, you don't want to have your own happiness because you're worried about devastating others, that's why you found yourself in a lot of the situation you already have welcome to round two of bonfire therapy wait we were out this is our vietnam i don't have to say anything to christine at all i would just say it's our goddamn emotion. it's on audio this is my thing i ask for all the time by the way it's on audio she said i tell him all the time if you want to go like go i don't care i'll be fine who gives a shit that's what you said now you're saying I you'd be devastated be. and whatever devastated, but i would be fine can i get a little i will survive <laughs> please those, uh, those both those statements are true it would be devastating mm-hmm. and eventually i would be fine if i can get through my mother's death at 15 i can get through a breakup at 34 let's see i told you the only thing i think- can't handle is death <clears throat> well, how about we, you two, kill myself fight out of to spite? Death. No, don't do that. Don't Romeo and Juliet this shit. No, I won't do that. I have a daughter. So, you know, move out before you kill me. Yeah. Wait, what? 
I, I don't I'm know. just saying to I don't protect want this, yourself. I don't want this to be the fucking clip that they use in court. Move out before you kill me. And then I'm just <laughs> sitting there in a fucking wrinkled dress shirt. I'm all, oh, I, I didn't take that as I'll serious. I'm in oh, the if I end up dead, go after Jay first. There it is. <laughs> that makes sense. All right. Well, um, you hear her first. You're I'm kidding. Right I'm kidding. Sending, the, kidding. sending the ramblings of a woman who punches herself in the face and calls the cops and says, "Oh, they dude, always if, go after the significant." If other you first. fucking Gone Girl Jay from this, I oh. will. I'll just be. I'll just. <laughs> <laughs> just so clap it. They're leading Jay into the prison. I'm like, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna look for a place. I'll get a place, and then we'll see. So you think by the time I'm, I come back from Scotland from Fringe Festival, you'll have a new place? When's that? Uh, end of August. Oh yeah. 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 Or like going then, yeah, yeah, probably. I, I, I'm on the road like four weeks. You don't think this is gonna blow over in two days? No. You don't think this blows over on Sunday when you get back from Captain Brian's <laughs> on the comedy club? You don't think you guys will be fine by Sunday? No. I think you will be. But listen, particularly Sunday, I haven't enjoyed a Sunday with Christine. And this she'll back this up. I haven't enjoyed a. Christine has systematically destroyed my only day off Sundays. For the last twelve in a row, how so? I, you could ask her. Do you, you have, have a system? It's have not to... really a system. It's What's your system? I said I go. It's my. Are you the Bill Walsh of ruining Sundays? Yes. I, goes, I, really... I yell. I yell. I yell. I leave alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yell. It's like bitching back and in. complaining, but whatever. Or this, that, the other thing. She gets high and wants to just start talking about like every fucking like. I know your daughter, your divorce, our lives, our friends, our future, our family. You know all the important stuff, but mm-hmm. you know, I. I I also have a tendency to like plan too much and a lot of things that I find fun most people find terrifying and scary and they don't oh really God, like having no. the conversations. You get high. No, you she get goes, very I like high. I get high like, and I want to plan my entire future and drugs. everybody else's futures and I want to fucking figure out property buying and I want to figure out branding and I want to figure Wait, out success on. paths and Christine, it's like literally stop. what I do at home Christine, for fun. stop. I love it. I know. I just have to. I'm, I'm learning. But hold on. <laughs> Christine, I was I was really with you, and I, I am trying. Hold on, but so I'm trying. Jay, I don't need you. Don't don't rub it in. Stop. You were saying uh, that you like to talk <laughs> about buying properties and yeah. selling times, which is uh, <laughs> I'm trying to be on your side, but you're it's making so it annoying. sound. Hold on, you're making as someone else that's also on the road and comes home and Sunday is his day off. You're making it sound. <laughs> Like Jay cuts off the road and you try to sell him timeshares in your living room. It's exactly the problem. She's trying to to buy her and other people things. Jay, she's just fucking railed off coke. Jay, what if I told you you are literally standing on money? You're standing on money. The yeah. ground. Christine probably secretly it. does coke. All right. Well, don't don't start don't start smearing her campaign. Yeah, I don't really. I Come on, let's not. Do let's I secretly get... drink too? Because it's been two years, guys. Today, I right. didn't make don't, a big deal about. I'm on that. your side. <laughs> Haven't done coke in almost a decade, but I guess I'll go fuck myself. All right, but hold on, Lou. <laughs> I don't know if I got that clean. Because uh, just because I was so impressed with Lou's bare naked ladies pull out. <laughs> Perfect jog. And now it's just lodged in my head. Yes, bam. Yes, bam. I think Jay also has this image like he goes on the road and I just like fucking, I don't know, sit at home like a house cat or something. I thought you I thought you risky business did it every time Jay went out of the road. Take the mold. 
records <laughs> off the shelf. So my last um, 12 weeks has been, you know, show Bonfire Monday through Wednesday. Yeah. Skank Fest Thursday. Uh, my office day at Comedy Central on Friday. Skank Fest Saturday. Jay comes home Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay. I, you know, it's like I should have fucking, I, I need to be more mindful about like no work on Sundays. No work on Sundays. And let's I get bring that, Let's get that on you. Let's get that on a nice. On, it's hard to live together and not work. Let's just get that engraved on a piece of wood for your guys. Why do I door. care what day she works? For well, no there. work is also no family plans, no divorce talk, no uh, hmm? no financial future planning, no power of attorney talk. No, I mean, you guys have regular power of attorney talk. No, we've had a power of attorney talk of like, hey, if you're not going to be divorced, I should probably be your power of attorney. And then that, I, I don't know. I just feel like I'm in this relationship that's so oh, steady. Christine, and whenever I bring up work. the thin ice that it is on because of the you know legal situations and the way the house of car look every time Jay says he wants to break up with me I go well there goes my life there goes my job there goes my radio show there goes my yeah. festival there goes my community so what he doesn't understand that he does to me is that at the most extreme points of my life and when I'm really working hard to make everybody else fucking happy he's telling me that I'm fucking not being good enough to him Okay. so it's hard what do you I'm back in it, baby. I'm what? back being the bonfire couples therapist. <laughs> I was just wearing this. How do you do? You them. think? Uh, do you think she's right? Do you think that's that's how it is? No. How do you think it's different than that? A relationship? Yeah. Well, like just how what she said, where she's like, you know, trying to please. Like, I, I, don't, I have no idea what she's talking about. I don't even know what you're talking None about. None of it has anything to do with our relationship. All that is me being good at my jobs. I am not good. I have not been a good girlfriend. I don't know like do what... Do you guys need to go get your group I don't back? know like do what else I can say you? about that. Like I, I, I'm a good assistant. I'm a good producer. I'm good at organizations. Like you're I am great not... great at Shakespeare. A, I, I wish really, you were better on Mike. I'm really not right. a great girlfriend. All right. Like I'm learning. And I did. So if I was a great girlfriend, he would have made me his wife by now. Like I'm obviously I mean, not a great girlfriend. That's the bottom line. I don't know if that's here. something you should put on yourself. Oh squarely. no, I should because I have to believe that if Jay wanted me to be his wife, I would be his wife. Otherwise, everything he's doing is because of what he doesn't follow his own. Pe- like, if I don't believe that, then it's just an argument as to why he hasn't done it yet. So what can I come up with? If Jay wanted me to be his wife, I would be, wouldn't I? I don't even understand the word she's saying. She's saying if if you loved you her more. You don't really more, know either. If you loved her more, mm-hmm. you would marry her. I'm sure. I guess. Hi, I am DJ Lou. Thursday's bonfire was the airing of 2019's Skankfest show in Brooklyn. The amazing Tony Hinchcliffe was on stage to talk about the naked roast and ultimately everyone's dick sizes. Here's the clip. You're doing two Kill Tonys here, right? Yeah. Tonight and tomorrow? Yeah. Yep. Thank God you don't have a naked clause where they have to be, you have to see their weird balls while they're failing a comedy. Oh, I swear to God. I'm you saw the not guy's balls kidding. last night, right? I almost, I'm not exaggerating, I almost physically passed out laughing so hard at last <laughs> night's naked roast. When, uh, when the uh, retarded guy came out and... I've never seen a guy with a dick more retarded than he was. Like his, he was retarded, but his that's dick usually had Down syndrome. Yeah, that's like usually the deal with the universe is like if yeah. you are retarded, you get a like a huge, beautiful dick. <laughs> right. This guy. Or a yeah, retard dick. Well, I'm just uh, what? Just a big old retard dick. Yeah. yeah. What's weird is whatever whoever's laughing in the back was a laugh of honesty. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just behind me, like, <laughs> that's why I go help and volunteer so I could see all those dicks. I mean, he was blessed with nothing. Nothing. His jokes were bad. His dick was horrendous. 
His jokes but, were, I could, no one understood a word he said. <laughs> it's almost the perfect, that's and the perfect one was just that. looking at those fucking, dude, his nuts, each one had its own sack. It looked like the, if you grab his dick and do like the, like, like the, a, like like a the click-clack game. Like no. an udder. No, no, it, it was, I wish he was here. On the, on the contrary to that, my, uh, my good friend and castmate on Kill Tony, the great Joel Berg, judged Joel. last night. And that's, that's only cheers for that fucking hammer he had, dude. Yeah. Well, he should only and, be naked. And he literally has huge dick energy, and he came out, and I, of course, you're curious, right? It's your yeah. buddy, you're gonna look, and the fucking, it was so big, it looked like Jacob's microphone. <laughs> Wait, Tony, you had never seen it being on the road with him as much? Nope. Never I've, seen that. I've almost, what the fuck do you do with your people on the road, Dan? Well, I don't know, what do you think? Shane and I bumped tummy. All right, all right, everybody, time to compare dicks in the hotel room. Shane, Justin, it's time for Naked Hide and Seek. All right, God. Time to see who features and who hosts. Uh, get him out. Oh, uh, if you plump me up, you get the more time. No, you're, you're not far off, though. It's been close because we do this thing sometimes called a Mexican drum off. If anybody that comes up knows how to play the drums, they can challenge Joel for his entire job. He's never lost it, but it's a drum solo versus a drum solo. First guy goes, and Joel usually comes out and puts on a big show. One of the things he usually does, he has a sock over his penis. And I've always wondered how he got the sock to stay on his penis, but now I understand. Now you know. Yeah. You because his dick got- is a, size, a foot size 9 through 12. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> his dick is a Hanes sock. His dick is just a filled out sock. Dude, you know how much that hurts? Did he even hear that? When I went to, I may have said this on the show before, but when I was going to light therapy, which is basically standing in like a tanning booth more or less, they give you a really long sock to cover your dick. And I had to roll it up like Adubisi's hat. Like it looked like (laughs) just a yarmulke. And then I would fucking tuck it into the where my fucking leg hits my thing to hold it in place. Because yeah. if not, there's nothing worse than being in a tube and the dick thing. Fun. I don't want to get fucking, you know, green, mo- green monkey light. AIDS cancer in my dick. Yeah. So then I have to like squat down and pick uh. it up and then put that little winter hat back on my pud. Uh. Oh, I put my nuts in it and everything. It's like Joe Pesci's hat in Home Alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a little fucking, fucking up it was like when, when a clown wears a little uh, top hat. <laughs> Dave Smith. Dave Smith's picture. Yeah. Dude, that's fucking hilarious. See, Meanwhile, this guy's filling out a fucking tube sock like he's going to go shovel snow. Yeah. This guy goes, give me a surgical glove. This will be funny. <laughs> Did you, so when he walked out, you're like, oh, there it is. I, uh, that's another time. I mean, I, I, I was just dying of laughter. Like, I mean, there's something about seeing your buddy who should have a giant dick, having a giant dick. The crowd went crazy. His gotta, dick was literally like four or five times bigger than anybody yeah. yeah. else's dick. You gotta hit him with that Dennis Green. Like, <laughs> they are who we thought they were. I hate to go back to the well of how impressed I was, but it was thinner at the base and thicker at the top, which means when it gets big... That thing thickens up noise. Oh, yeah. That, you should call that a rattlesnake. Oh, <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. thing's coming at you. Thin little rattler lets you know it plumps up. I'm telling you, about inch three, there's a part where most girls got to go, oh, 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 oh. All right. So you're, there we are. So you'll put him on your naked Avengers with Justin. If you're putting together a super team of naked dudes yeah. to judge a naked roast battle. Yeah. I mean, it's hilarious between four dicks that were out for SDR show last night. You missed a lot of cock, Dan. 
I, uh, I told you not to leave. And then, uh, and then all the dick at Naked Roast, it's amazing how many of them looked identical. I mean, every guy's dick was just about a two in, like an inch and a half to two inches soft. And then fucking Joelberg came out. And I mean, I've never seen a guy more confident in my life. I mean, he was sitting with such a swag. His dick was hanging over the chair. Yeah, yeah. That's basically his version of being seven foot tall and showing. There up he is over there. Yeah, yeah. There's the boy. That's his. You get a Joelberg. 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 Him Man, you got, a, you got a big dick when dudes are talking about yeah. it the next yeah. day. It's the com- oh, my God, we're having a fucking Comic-Con panel about it. <laughs> yeah. But if you, if you show up with a big dick for, like, a naked roast battle, you are, like, a seven-foot guy showing up to a gym to play basketball. Yeah. You're like, this is... Let me see if I can get laid in this place at all. Anybody think that dick was too big? <laughs> you sluts. You fucking baggy pussy slug. Whoa. No, they Jay, all are. Jay, you're out. Someone should have clapped. I have a girlfriend yeah. here. You do, have, you do have a shirt, the shirt of a guy who would be mad about another guy's oh, yeah. big dick. It does look like I fucking kill hookers. Yeah. In hotels. Another one of my favorite things about Naked Roast Battle is year after year watching Zach Amico's dick go farther into his body. <laughs> It's like this year it was just the piercing. Yeah. And a yeah. ball sack underneath it. I'm now like, you realize why that piercing's necessary in case you gotta go, there it yeah. is. <laughs> That's a safety harness to pull it out of the body. It's like, I'm sorry, man, I gotta check your dick. Oh, yeah. no worries. He goes, yeah. oh, that piercing's not sexual at all. Yeah. It's to pull my penis from the innards of my body. It's like how you inflate the uh, safe preserver on an airplane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he thinks he's about to get blown. He's like, hit there and do it. <laughs> Dan, you got a big, fat, serious No, dick. I know. Well, I, yeah, I have a do. real medium. I got a real 86-mile-an-hour fastball. Would you pull it out in public ever? Nope. I wouldn't care if a picture of it went around the world hard. If you did... But soft dick in a room full of live people? No. Yeah. No. That, that, they tell their friends, and then their friends tell... It's the same way fucking... Uh, <laughs> Planet of the Apes disease killed everybody. It's just if it was, and it a, gets to a flight attendant who yeah. starts telling people on the loudspeakers. If it was a uh, like a, a small audience in a, on a Caribbean island where the humidity was it was hot, so you knew you were going to get a good dang. Balls were hanging heavy, yeah. yeah but everything, away. the whole package is hanging. Mm-hmm. Maybe. No, I would have to have a rager. That was like you have to come out coming out boned up seems like a if I'm gonna be it's so funny that the conditions I need to get naked in public or show my dick in public would be so funny that it would be the like I'd have to lay on the ground legs wide open (laughs) and then push on either side of it so I feel like it's all right and then I'll be like send in the line so people walk by I'm like how are you oh dude how are you how are you welcome to Skankfest happy Skankfest enjoy the Skankfest like an old sideshow. Step right up, see the lion man's penis. <laughs> you see, Big J's on the landing between the stairs, fucking. Yeah. A, a lit- while a girl's doing hula hoop. Hey, oh. hey everyone, happy Skankfest. Happy Skankfest. A, a literal meet and greet. <laughs> <laughs> Who is now the artist formerly known as Big J? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck it, dude. That's so. Uh, we should do that next year. <laughs> yeah. Grower, Big, not Big shower, J. Jay Okerson. Big J and his new sidekick, Little J Pokerson. Yeah. <laughs> Come see. And then I'm just barking people in. Come see the J's. 
Come for the little one, stay for the big one. Come see it, big man, little peanuts. Come on yeah. in. Hope you enjoyed this week's Best of the Bonfire. You can listen to the show live every Monday through Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. East on Comedy Central Radio, Sirius XM 95, or on demand on the Sirius XM app. Be sure to follow us on all social media at The Bonfire SXM. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. At Metro, get an iPhone 12 with 5G and a dual camera system for $99.99. Take amazing pictures and share them instantly. And don't put up with life's yada yada. Yada yada. Like photo bombers. Zoom, crop out, yada yada. And bye. You don't take yada yada in life. Don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Get iPhone 12 with 5G with no activation fees and nada yada yada. Only at Metro by T-Mobile. Switch Metro, bring your ID. This offer isn't available for customers currently at T-Mobile or that have been with Metro in the past 180 days.